Forgiveness. How's that working for you? Welcome to podcast number nine. And this one's entitled, In It for the Long Haul. Yes, we're working on this discipline and it is a lifelong commitment. Emotional baggage from the past is is actually unavoidable. And it's not bad to have um, this emotional baggage. Um, and a limited quantity, of course. Um, emotional baggage can prove to be good soil for growing seeds of compassion, empathy, and understanding. Um, it's important um, for these seeds uh, to actually uh, be available to give support to forgiveness. So the forgiveness project calls us to deliberately pursue paths to center ourselves on healthy thoughts when we are recounting those encounters that make your voice quiver and your eyebrows raise in response to the memory of such encounter, an encounter that um, you're sure that you will actually uh, be able to, to move beyond. In John MacArthur's book, The Truth About Forgiveness, The greatest measuring rod, so uh, Reverend MacArthur says, the greatest measuring rod for love in the life of a Christian may be forgiveness. Forgiveness remains a challenge for us. It feels awkward whether we are on the giving or whether we are on the receiving end of the equation. Remind Remind ourselves, we need to remind ourselves, wherever we are on this equation, it is love, L-O-V-E, that brings balance to this complicated life that we live in this equation. Reverend MacArthur's uh, work uh, goes on um, to say, and it, it actually takes us back to the words of Jesus, Words that uh, lead us to be in touch with our heart issue, our H-E-A-R-T issue. Leading from a position primarily uh, for self-interest becomes problematic uh, when we are embracing forgiveness uh, as our long-term goal. And one writer uh, in uh, Philippians says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition 
a vain conceit. But in humility, consider yourselves better, not better, than others. Now, some of us hear this, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. We hear this and we we get a little um, concerned in our thinking about this verse um, because some of us think that we are not to take care of ourselves and um, we're not to uh, protect um, our own God-given space. So... Um, take time to really ponder on that when you consider others better than yourselves. And the verse goes on to say, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And um, for me to to, uh, pause and ponder this verse a little bit, those particular words, that one about consider others better than yourself. Um, I, I'm going to um, go out on the limb here and be vulnerable and say, I think I probably have taken that uh, more literal than than most people. Because I believed uh, so much in the second part that each of you should look not only on your own interests, but also on the interests of others. I always felt that if I was being kind and you you aren't kind because you think you will have a, you know, there will be a reciprocation for it. But if you take care of person A, uh, then uh, person D, E, F or whatever down the line would take care of you is my way of thinking. And um, um, sometimes if that's happening, you don't notice it right away. So um, kind of ponder on that. And I'm, I'm uh, just giving you a chance now to just think about that in your own life. And this is Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, if you want to read that um, on your personal time. Uh, please do so. So is your struggle with forgiveness a reflection of your personal relationship with God? That's another question in my in my study that that has come up. Is this a reflection of my personal re- relationship, your personal relationship with God? I mean, do you tend to edge God out of those important decisions that you make? Since I started this discussion seven months ago now, I... I was just thinking about back in January how how dark uh, things seemed uh, to me um, as as I was transitioning uh, to a new place and trying to sort out exactly uh, how things would unfold. But I I am very 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 blessed, uh, and I know that now. And I I'm thanking God for bringing me uh, to this particular point and be able to pause so that I can hear 
<laughs> pause so that I can hear. I'm getting a little ahead, but there, there are some other things I want to say there. But I have become more aware of the presence of this anxiousness about situations that I uh, carry with me. What about you? Um, if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, um, can you um, be on this journey with me? And I'm going to leave a, a place for you to leave messages so that we can start chatting. But if if I'm not uh, paying attention, um, that anxiousness will take me to a place where I feel hurt or I I feel feel angry about what's happening. And this is such a contrast from earlier when I seem when I seem to be absent from the process. And the and then the hurt or the anger um, would actually assume leadership because I felt justified. I you know don't get angry and don't feel hurt about things that aren't really true. But that's no no reason to let those things actually lead you around as if they're a hook in your nose. So I'm happy to report that taking time to ask myself this question about my relationship with God in the moment, in the moment, has been an approach to keeping God at the center. It's a better approach for keeping God on the throne of my heart. And I offer that to you. Keeping God on the throne of your heart rather than relegate God to uh, the fringes. Please don't relegate God's authority to the fringes of your day-to-day interactions with others. We're called to bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and overall, work to exhibit the virtue of love. Love binds compassion and empathy and understanding. It brings it all together in a perfect unity as ordained by God through the work of the Holy Spirit. This unity reminds us to become better listeners. It reminds us to listen attentively so that de-escalation is used for our own steam engine of anger in real time. Unity of God's spirit makes you available to hear makes you available to hear that inner quiet voice that we uh, have been been known to overrun with the noisiness of our own anger and the hurt from our not-so-distant past. Our need to admit the existence of our hurt does not mean that we have the right to judge someone else's intent. We're not equipped to judge 
our colleagues, please hear me. You are not equipped to judge your colleagues' behavior. Pain can sometimes make us feel selfish. And this disciplined approach of remembering our relationship with God in the moment is a way of dealing with anger. According to Dr. Cannon, for those who believe they almost never become angry, but perhaps you succumb to feeling hurt, feel tired, overwhelmed, or maybe you deal with uh, feelings of being depressed by some of your encounters with other people. Remember, seeing anger as a gift is a breath of fresh air. Demonstrating respect and kindness as acts of love will bring us to a mature level of forgiveness. My friends, I hope and pray that uh, you're working towards an experience uh, of deep cleaning, a deep cleaning that allow God to, through his spirit, to sweep your heart clean from the darkness that that pent up stress and, and the pain of hurt can bring. Jesus is our primary mediator and Jesus is our model of how forgiveness works. He prepared a harvest for us that can only be lived into when a deep honesty with ourselves is our primary filter. Honesty is the inner filter that requires you to ask and then answer the why and why not questions when you struggle to decide the merit of an act or deed. Be blessed. Amen.